Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. And here it is, the penultimate week of the regular season. Week 17, what used to be the finale. So about a year ago, this would be the last edition of the Consistently Cashing for the year that Ron and I would do. But we get an extra week this season, so we have one more after this one. So the Week 17 edition of the Consistently Cashing Podcast here at DrRoto.com. With me, as always, Mr. Ron Rigney at The Real Made on Twitter. So, Ron, I've been MIA here for the past couple of weeks, so it's good to be back. How are things with you? Good to have you back. I took over the hosting chair for you for a couple of weeks, but it's good to give that back to you. That's that's big shoes to fill. So hopefully I, I did you justice. Hopefully you enjoyed your time off. Uh, we're sitting here on New Year's Eve Eve, and I think that for the most part, most of the championships are either coming into this week. I know myself, unfortunately, I don't have any of those to look forward to, but we've still got a lot of DFS goodness to look forward to this week and next week, so let's get after it. Absolutely, and if, if you're like me and you're in the championship in some leagues, great. If you're also like me and the majority of them you are not, we have FanDuel and DraftKings action to look forward to this week and next week and probably through playoffs as well because there's always some like showdown slates and single game slates and everything like that. So there's enough goodness here. But of course, we use the consistency concept to build out cash game lineups. So if you want to, sure, go ahead and enter these in some GPPs, the Million Makers and everything like that. Uh, however, these lineups are more suited to finish in the top half of contests so go ahead and turn five into ten or if you do 50 50s turn five into nine 50 50s double ups maybe even triple ups is where these lineups tend to thrive for a lack of better words so we'll go ahead and start off with the games that we are targeting and avoiding this week so ron i'll let you go ahead first what is a game that you are targeting for some fantasy goodness now even though i wasn't able to fit really any of it into the voltron lineup that we'll present later on i'm going to get a little bit of exposure to this in the article and that's that kansas city cincinnati game Obviously, you've got the Chiefs offense. You've got a couple of running backs there. You've got Darrell Williams in the backfield there. I think he's going to get the majority of the work. You've got, of course, got Mahomes always in play. But I, I like more of that Cincinnati side. You know, you've got Joe Burrow coming off a huge Herculean 525-yard effort, I believe. I saw that that was the fourth-highest total in league history, which is an amazing thing. And, and also another interesting stat is, you know, when you think about those Baltimore teams and how good that their defenses have been, Joe Burrow is averaging 470 passing yards against Baltimore this, this season. So I thought that was kind of an interesting nugget from last week. But going into this week, he's on fire. T. Higgins is on fire. Jamar Chase has been lights out all season. I think there might even be a little love. You want to go a little bit cheaper and get some exposure. A little Tyler Boyd there as well. The only one I don't necessarily like is I don't like C.J. Azuma all that much. Kansas City has been decent against the tight end this week. But I like both sides of it, and I think there's a lot to choose from at all different price points. I I really like that game and kind of basically going off of what you said, it's just hard to get a lot of action in that game. It's it's not one where it's littered with value per se outside of like Darrell Williams and maybe one or two other guys. It's very premium exposure, but I know you're a baseball guy yourself, so I'll go ahead and make a quick interjection while I try to find a game that I like more than about two pieces in. Which do you think is scarier, more lethal, something like that along those lines? Is it Joe Burrow against the Ravens, or is it Glaber Torres against the Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> I, I think you pretty much go with anybody against the Baltimore Orioles. So I think I'll take I'll take uh, Glaber Torres all day long. That is true. When it did come to DFS, it was always looking who who had the 
the verse ball or the at BAL. And that was, mm-hmm. that was in, in default. That's where I went. But outside of that chiefs Bengals, coming back to football here, outside of that chiefs Bengals game, oof, it's, it's tough sledding. There's, it seems like there's games where I really like one side of the ball and I'm not mm-hmm. really touching too much of the other one. If you're going to really make me go for one. Oof. Actually, I don't even know if there's one that I like. I like, let me tell you this. I really like the Cowboys offense against Arizona. They've been bleeding fantasy points of late. Obviously, the Bucks are going to get some attention as there's some value there. And I like the Patriots offense this week, especially the running attack. We just saw Damian Harris pop off for a big game. Even with Ramondre Stevenson back, he should be just fine. Games we are avoiding. I'm going to step in here first for this one because I don't want you to take mine. And I'm not even going to give a lot of analysis because there's just no reason. It's Panther Saints. There's just mm-hmm. like the, I'm I'm pulling it up here. Whatever the over under is, before I even look at it, I'm pretty confident. I want the under, just because knowing this, the over under is 38 points. And I'm I think I'm comfortable with the under with that one. Even if Taysom Hill comes back, all that means is that the game ends faster because there won't be many incomplete passes because there won't be many pass attempts and that ball stays on the ground. I want no part of New Orleans, Carolina. What about you? You know, it's it's an interesting point that you bring up, and I don't know if we've had a slate like this where I I have so many games where I like maybe one or one player, and that's it, or maybe two players, but I really like the matchups they have. So you know, yeah, glad you pointed that out. I think the only other one I'd, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I don't think there's any single game other than the one that you picked that I'm going to have zero exposure to. But I'm going to throw out that Giants Chicago game just because the quarterback play. I don't really know what you're getting there. I do like David Montgomery in this game, so he would be the one guy I would go with. And I do like, just if you're wanting to, to throw a dart and it fits salary-wise, maybe Saquon Barkley if he ends up playing. I know that there's been a little bit of talk about maybe him getting shut down for the season. If he ends up playing, he might get enough work that it might be worth it. But Montgomery's probably the only guy in that game that I would feel at all comfortable owning. But there, there's a couple of stinkers here this week. And, and I, like I said, I think the only one that, is, that I'm not going to have anybody in 100% is going to be that Carolina-New Orleans game. But the rest of them, I could probably find one or two things that, that I like about each of them. It's tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird slate because go down the games. Bucks, Jets, love Buccaneers on offense. Don't really want much of the Jets. Don't really want much of Jackson. And, 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 there, and there's so many games. We have 14 games on this slate, too. That's because we weren't – well – I don't know. You know, there's the old saying. I think the old saying is actually with like fishing, where it's like a, a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. And we didn't have football tonight, but I think I would have even taken, you know what we should have got? They should have put the Panther Saints tonight because yes. I would have cared about it. But yeah. they wasted Carolina's Thursday game earlier this year against Houston back when, remember remember when Sam Darnold was like a legit thing? Like the legit thing? Wild. I, I, see, I seem to recall maybe about two or three weeks where that was the case, yeah. Yeah, well, it was well, it was once they got past their cupcake schedule, which you know they they beat Houston and then then they moved on. But it is what it is. But we're back with the Voltron lineup. You had it back a couple weeks, but now it's it's Ron and Colby's, aka mine, Voltron lineup. Ron, you got the majority this week. Uh, you've actually input two that I wanted to put in, uh, so that actually worked out quite well. So I'll let you go ahead first. And what not top tier quarterback? but could put up top-tier numbers are we going with? We're going to go with two of this week, and, and, I, and I like this for a couple of reasons. You know, that Tennessee defense has, has kind of been opportunistic as far as making big, big plays at the right time, and it's not that they've been terrible against the quarterback all season. You know, they've kind of been middle of the road, and they've had some really strong showings. But the thing I like the most here is I feel like 
that they've kind of tailed off in, in, a little bit here and there. And overall, when you look at the overall body of work of the season, they are in that bottom third as far as fantasy points allowed per game to, to fantasy quarterbacks. And so we know that that Dolphins game is non-existent. And, and as bad as the Titans have been at times against the pass, they've been, they've been really good against the run at times. The Dolphins don't have a, a solid running game. I think Tua is going to have most of that game on his shoulders. He's got that great rapport with Jalen Waddle. He's got some decent weapons there. So we're going to go with Tua to save a few bucks there at the QB spot. And I also have the first running back. We're going to go with Ronald Jones at running back. And, and it's pretty easy to see why the Jets have been abysmal against fantasy running backs. They've allowed 22 rushing touchdowns. They've allowed 86 catches for 772 yards and four touchdowns to the position. They're allowing them to have fantasy points in droves. They're actually the only fantasy defense to allow over 400 points on the season to the running back spot. I feel like this is going to be something where it, it could go one of two ways. It could, you know, the, the, the game script is the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause here because adult, we know that Tampa is so depleted offensively, you know, and it, it could be something where it could be a little closer than what they think. But I think I'm going to go with the latter and the fact that it is still Tampa Bay. They are still going to be playing some pretty solid defense as they've done all season. And I think they're going to be able to take the foot off the gas a little bit and be able to give it to Ronald Jones. And if you want to go, you know, another option there, and this guy actually threw a dart at one of my lineups last week, uh, is Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn broke off a, a couple of big plays last week, and so he's a guy that's in play as well. Absolutely. And I'll further save at the running back position, and I'm going to go with Devin Singletary. And coming into the season, admittedly, I was a Zach Moss truther. I thought he was going to be the one that would take over this backfield. And with time, it's played out that it actually wasn't Zach Moss. It's been Devin Singletary. Atlanta's allowed the ninth most receiving yards to running backs. They've allowed this season. They've allowed the ninth most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. And when you look at Singletary of late on DraftKings, which is where we made the Voltron lineup this week, his last three games, he's put up 18, 16, and 14 points. And in those in this three-week stretch, he has two touchdowns, both on the ground. He has 38 carries. And then he also has 12 receptions on 14 targets, including games of six targets and then one of seven as well. So that receiving floor is there. Atlanta has been bad against running backs, especially through the air for what seems like half a decade now. I don't know if they're ever going to be good at that. And you would think, yes, Buffalo has all their weapons back. Maybe he drops a couple targets in, in this one for, you know, the likes of Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, et cetera. But you have to think game script is in his favor, at least on the ground. So if he does lose a few targets, he should garner a couple extra carries in this one. And on DraftKings, he's very cheap this week. Wouldn't be surprised if he 3X's value yet again. I got the, I'll go ahead and take the first uh, wide receiver here. The Baltimore Ravens defense is horrible, and it's mostly the secondary that is horrible. They can stop people on the ground, which is great, but not through the air. We don't have enough money for Cooper Cup, but we do have enough for Odell Beckham Jr. The reason I like him over Van Jefferson is the targets have been there. He's got 18 targets over the last three weeks, and he scored a touchdown in four of his last five games. So he's not he's more likely to score multiple touchdowns in this game than he is to go over 100 yards. That's just his role in the Rams offense, but he's only 5,700 on DraftKings. And in the last couple of weeks outside of that clunker against Seattle, he's got 13, 19, 10, and 19. So I'm fine with it. Old Beckham at just under 6,000. We should get three X production there. And that should be just fine. Ron, I'll let you go ahead. We're actually stacking here with Tua. This was the guy I was really hoping that either you put in the lineup or you saved me enough money to be able to put him in. Yeah, we're going to find a nice, another nice mid-priced option here at wide receiver, and you kind of gave it away at 6700 on uh, DraftKings, and that's Jalen Waddell. 
And Jalen Waddle, we know he's we know he's a target monster. We know that he's become the guy for Tua, and he's become every bit of that first round pick that we thought he would become. And you know, you've seen it over the last few weeks. I don't have to go into it too much because I kind of made the made the case for the Dolphins passing game when I talked about Tua. But they they have they have no run game. We we've seen three straight weeks where Jalen Waddles had double digit targets. The week before that against the Jets, he had nine. There's no reason to think that he's not going to see double digit targets again. He said he has seven such games on the season. So at sixty seven hundred bucks, I think the volume is going to be there early and often, and it wouldn't surprise me if he scores at least one touchdown. And the last receiver that we have here is going to be Brandon Cooks. Now, in the article. In the or the consistently cashing article, you'll find drroto.com. I do like the 49ers defense this week, largely because Davis Mills has some gnarly home road splits. You can read about those more in detail in the article, but essentially what you need to know is this at home, Mills has a nine to one touchdown interception ratio on the road, it's three to eight. So more picks on the road, less yards per game on the road. Literally everything is worse on the road for Mills. However, it really hasn't affected Brandon Cooks all that much. When you look at some of the starts that Davis Mills has made on the road, you know, even against Buffalo and Mills through, I believe, four picks, Cooks still had five uh, five catches for 47 yards. When you go to Indy, he had nine for 89. Then you go to Tennessee, that was the rain game. Don't worry about that one. But then here against Jacksonville, he put up seven for 102 with two touchdowns in his most recent game. He missed the last week because of COVID. But Mills, that was a home game, so he was obviously good. Even if Mills is going to struggle in this one just because it's a road game, Brandon Cooks has done enough, and he's the focal point of the offense. When you look at like DVOA metrics and everything like that, San Fran is bad against the opposition's wide receiver. One, that is clearly Brandon Cooks. I understand the upside is capped with Davis Mills, but I mean, he is coming off his highest performance of the year with 32 points, but 6,000 on DraftKings is still too cheap. It doesn't matter. So Brandon Cooks is our last wide receiver, and we'll go into the tight end position. Ron, I'll let you go first because I feel like you're going to make a lot of points that are kind of just going to be exactly why the who I picked for the flex. So who's our tight end? Going to go with Gerald Everett. I mean, the first thing is it's against Detroit. He's $4,100 on FanDuel. He's got three straight clutch games. He's got a touchdown in two out of the last three. So, yet again, Detroit, bad against the tight end, bad against pretty much everything, everybody. Uh, Gerald Everett's cheap, and it's a good matchup, and he's getting the targets. So let's take him. Yeah, essentially, we're just going to shift that narrative just slightly, and we're going to go with Rashad Penny in the flex. Detroit's still bad. Horrible against running backs. 23 touchdowns total to position. He's got two clutch games in his last three. And anywhere you look on Twitter, you can't get more than a couple tweets without seeing about Rashad Penny. And if you find some tweets, given like his workload, he's performed very well. Only thing with Penny is just you got to hold your breath whenever you play him because he, he can likely pop off for 100-plus yards and a touchdown, as we've seen a couple of times now. But the injury history is very well documented. So just keep that in mind, but he's very cheap. And I, I really like his upside in this one. Ron, go ahead and finish it off with our defense. Going to go with New England this week. And, and they have uh, they've drawn Jacksonville. And they're one of the more expensive defenses on the slate. But I feel like that it's a week where you need to pay up for the defense. And you, you can go online and you can look at all the different stats about Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. But all you need to know is that he feasts on rookies throughout his career. Trevor Lawrence hasn't gone. His season high is 319 yards. He did that week six. Since then, his high was 280 last week. Hasn't really done a whole lot as far as in the touchdown department. And he's been sacked 
multiple times in all, but I believe four games. So I believe they're going to be in his face. They're going to be all over the place. They're, it's New England. It's Belichick. It's a rookie quarterback. What more do you need? It's a great matchup. Yep, easy enough for me. And I like that one, too, because I think what a lot of people are going to do is either go with the 49ers because Mills is bad on the road, or I, I'm expecting the chalk defense this week to be the the, the Giants here, yeah, right? The Bears going against the Giants, given their quarterback issues. But I like if you have the money, go ahead and get, get New England just because Jacksonville has been generous to defenses all year, including Houston just a couple of weeks ago. So that is the Week 17 Voltron lineup. Tua Tagovailoa, Ronald Jones, not the first, but the second, Devin Singletary, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Cooks, Mr. Jalen Waddle, Gerald Everett, Rashad Penny, and the New England Patriots defense. Go ahead and play that this week, and then also head over to drrodo.com to check out both my DraftKings and FanDuel lineup, as well as Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineup, as well as some write-up of some players that you need to be cognizant of for the Week 17 slate, which is a mighty big one, to say the least. You can obviously ignore that New Orleans-Carolina game. So there's 13 games that you're probably going to be keeping an eye on for the slate here. But, Ron, do you got any parting shots before we put a bow on this episode? If you are playing in a championship, good luck this week. If you're playing in a consolation, you still want to try to finish the best you can. So good luck and good luck in those cash games this week. Enjoy week 17. It is a huge, huge slate for Sunday. Absolutely. Good luck in your championship games unless you were playing me or someone that is someone I consider a friend. And if I don't consider you a friend, then I am going to root for them. But definitely win money in your cash games this week. we got a couple weeks left of football, so let's enjoy it. Win some money and if you're like Ron and I and you play a little baseball, we'll go ahead and take the money that we win here at the end of the year, parlay that right into baseball. But best of luck in your championships. Good luck in your cash games, your double-ups, triple-ups, beat the scores, your 50-50s, whatever you play this weekend. Best of luck, and as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.